0: Hey, welcome to the next installment of Playing Karate in the Garage, episode number six. six. Well, what are we going to be talking about today, Nas?
1: Who knows? We'll just talk. <laughs> we'll just go <laughs> Who with knows? The we'll go. Oh no, I do have something to... um.
0: Like, I know that, you know, we recently shared a post on something that had happened at hospital and some of the advice that... Uh, um, someone have received from going to the hospital with, um, with regards to the diet. Yes, Can
1: that's exactly Can you expand
0: it. a little bit on that?
1: All right, so it was about my dad, and he's got diabetes and cardiovascular disease, so quite a few issues, and everything is kind of linked. He developed diabetes, or I'd say, no, sorry, he developed kidney failure as a result of his cardio, cardiac medicine, and a lot of problems. Now he's getting a bit older and of course you know they go to hospital often all people who've got these conditions who are getting a bit older and he has a team of professionals to take care of each aspect of his various conditions so he'll have a a, a specialist for his cardiac health a specialist for his diabetic care and and so on now they don't always see eye to eye on top of all this they've um got him to see a nutritionist and recently we received a health report of what he should be eating and what he should be doing for his his health. So part of his outlook is to have a potassium low diet. He's on dialysis and so they don't want, they don't want high potassium, it can cause leg cramps and not so good for people with kidney failure and all that. I was having a look over the recommendations. So low potassium diet, let's keep that in mind. You're preparing a fact sheet for individuals who are not in the best of health. Now, usually, whatever they see on a fact sheet, they'll take as, as the truth. There was a list of foods that were rich in potassium and should be avoided, and foods that were low on potassium and were listed as better. So avocado was the very first thing on that list to be avoided. Fair enough, Who am I to say? But on the list of things that were okay were lollies and crackers. So I went through this I went through this list and I just I tore it apart, basically you know taking out all the crossing things out and changing it up. Just for my parents, they're not you know English isn't their first language. And for them, whatever a healthcare professional says is okay, they'll take as true. So here, Dad has been sneaking my lollies, thinking that it's healthy because it's on his list. So I thought, well, you know, stupid idiot who's got no clue is giving people information that can potentially kill them. On top of that, they asked my mum, this nutritionist. She asked my mum, "Oh, so what does he normally eat?" And yeah, mum gave him the list and. She mentioned the gluten-free cereal that she's decided to buy. I'm not an advocate for products that are listed as gluten-free. However, it's just interesting that she chose to mention this. Anyway, the the nutritionist turns around and says to my mom, why is he on a gluten-free diet? He shouldn't be on a gluten-free diet. He needs the energy. And my mom told me this, and she was a bit upset because she felt as though she was doing the wrong thing. And if he got sick, then it would be her fault. And um, she was explaining this to me and saying, oh, he needs to have his bread and he needs to have his crappy, gluten-filled, poisonous products. To which I set a challenge for that nutritionist. Please contact me and let's settle this in the cage. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Challenge is out, you stupid, narrow-minded, uneducated bitch. So, what do you think the
0: reasoning behind it was?
1: All right, for, so for them to
0: recommend that, do you think yeah. that, that could be like you know, like a short-term benefit?
1: This has pissed me off immensely because what happens? These people they have done no independent research of their own. I was listening to really interesting talk by this doctor. I cannot remember the the name. He was talking about an article on, um, I think it's called translational medicine. The whole idea is they'll do a finding uh, or a number of findings on a particular topic and they'll discussing how long it takes for that to reach the practicing medical professional. So let's say we've done or there, there have been several studies in a field of medicine and it's all been well documented. It will take a certain amount of time for it to reach the local GP. Now, they found the average time for this to happen is 17 years. Wow. Can you can you imagine 17 years of all this? Now, we, we're only just coming up and doing all this research, and as it's stated now, we know that cholesterol is not the, not the baddie we thought it was, and we're now seeing how there are more people who are gluten-sensitive. Not just that, but a lot of us are now waking up to the fact that gluten is not helping us. So the reason I'm so passionate about this is that my dad is not healthy and my parents are going to take what these medical professionals say as true. They're not going to listen to their daughter. They're going to listen to some some person who has done no additional study on top of her, the bare minimum requirement to get a qualification. And now she's going out and telling a lot of people what they need to do and possibly giving them the worst information possible and handing them a a state government sheet with a state government label on it stating that lollies and crackers are better foods. Now, I don't know how that works with most people, but for me, that's, that's just fucking misleading.
0: Yeah, there's a clear problem right there. There
1: is a clear problem, and it's very sad that a lot of people are misguided this way. So I do have an issue with gluten. I don't think it's. I don't think it's good. And here's the problem, or the, here's here's a flaw in her reasoning. She specifies gluten as energy. Now I'm guessing she meant carbohydrates. Gluten is not a carbohydrate. It's a type of protein. Exactly. This is the funny thing, and I had to explain this to my mum and mom had no idea. She's got no idea what gluten is. You know, for her, it's just something that makes food taste good. So she's thinking it's MSG, which it's completely different. Message. Message, Yeah, that's (laughs) it. So here's an easy way. If you've got parents who you're trying to explain a concept to, my mom, she's into beauty products. This is how I explained it to her. Imagine that you've got a whole bunch of nail polishes, all different colors. Now, I say that there, you've got your carbohydrates, you've got your fats, and you've got your proteins. There's many different types of fats, there's many different types of carbohydrates, and there's many different types of protein. Now, let's just look at protein by itself. So you've got all the colors of protein, but there's one color that isn't good for us, and that's, let's say it's the red one. The red one isn't good for us. If we use the red, we'll get sick. So we avoid the red, but all the other colors are good. And so I said to her, all right, gluten is that red nail polish. You can't have that red nail polish because it's not going to do you any good. But you can have all the other colors because they'll help you. And that was the way that I specified it to her. And I said, okay, that's how you think about about gluten as a protein. There's many, many types out there. But the type that's found in in wheat, the gluten, is one that you want to stay away from. So there's that... The only thing I've been able to convince her to do so far is to opt for the you know, horrible gluten-free grains, which I'm not a fan of. I think there's a lot of marketing and a lot of um, misleading claim behind that, but in the end, at least she's making a positive step. At least she's by listening to me.
0: Yeah, but, well, I know that... At least now, your father's taking a bit of um, a bit of coffee, a bit of uh, a bit of you know primal coffee sort of thing.
1: Yep, he's having the. So he's coffee. using a
0: bit of uh, yeah. He's using he's having a bit of fats.
1: Yes, so which is good. Fats, mm-hmm. uh, animal fats. So we've got the butter and the MCT oil in our coffee, and, and the
0: coconut oil,
1: and the coconut. Yes, yeah, so I put a dash of coconut okay, oil. Okay. Yeah. Give you a good uh good outcome of this. So I'll have my my coffee with my. My coconut oil and a bit of MCT and, and grass-fed butter. This is the thing. It needs to be grass-fed nutrients, all that sort of stuff. Uh, for people who are living in Australia, go for a New Zealand brand. Usually, the grass-fed cows, if you're not really sure what's going on. Mm-hmm. So, I've been making this. I make some for myself in the morning, and I'll usually make some for my parents. and I'll leave it in a flask for them. So, for whenever they wake up, they can have their, their coffee ready for them. And my mum has actually lost a lot of weight. A lot of
0: weight. Now, that's very, very good and interesting, you know, the yes. fact that you know, she's losing weight. Because I think that during the 1950s, uh, they would always relate your margarine, your batter, all yes. those fats, into blocking up your, your arteries. And into giving you know, heart problems and stuff like that. Now... How that started is that back in the the 1950s there was an um, American doctor and I can't remember his um I can't remember his first name but his last name was Claus or or Cross.
1: (laughs) One of those two with a K. Something. Like I
0: remember reading this paper, you know, quite a quite a quite a while now. And the thing is that he started doing some research, but he only picked five countries to to compare them to each other. Even though that he had twenty-two, he had data for twenty-two countries, but he decided to, to go with five. And then he saw that the people that were getting heart disease and everything they had a high-fat diet. However, he did not compare it to such countries like France, Italy, um, Greece, where they have the sort of Mediterranean diet that they do have um, high in fat, and and you know they were not having uh, heart disease. They weren't having uh, as much as in the U.S. So later on, well, over the last probably 15 years, it's been proven that you know those fats are actually good for you, instead of bad. And one of those benefits could be, you know, what's going on with your mum?
1: That's right. So she has. I I highly suspect that she would have had metabolic metabolic damage. She's you know typical mum tries to lose body fat by not, by not eating. eating. Yes. Yeah, there we yes. go. So I'm eat. sure many yeah, of our listeners have that. that issue. And you know, you'll tell you'll tell your mom, hey, you have to eat. But for them, it's, oh no, no, if I don't eat, I'll lose weight. So she would skip meals. And she would do this on a very regular basis. So she should always have this amount of body fat. She's, she simply couldn't shift. And she would exercise here and there, and every day she does a little bit of something. Recently, she hasn't been able to exercise as much. She's still still regular, regularly exercise, not as much as she used to. She used to be really into the aerobics and all these uh, crazy things, but she has, she is the how do I say body fat wise? She's the thinnest that she's that I've ever seen her.
0: In your life? In my
1: life that I've ever In seen. How her. How many years is that? Oh, enough. <laughs> <laughs> good, wow, eight, good eighteen years.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's really good. That's really good. So out of the top of your head, how many killers would you say that she's lost?
1: Ten. Ten? Mm. Mm-hmm. In how long? Uh since I've been giving her this I would say maybe a month after I started, I've been on I've been having this every morning for a, quite a while now. Wow. She started. So it's been a few months
0: it's probably been since the beginning of the year or, or I don't know probably oh, a bit March, later February? than that
1: yeah March. so it's been a few months for her that and is excellent. she hasn't even she never even noticed the drop until we have to weigh my dad every day for his health and to keep track of his uh his kidneys and water retention all that so she decided one day just to hop on the scales after him and she sort of looked down in disbelief going what the hell is going on here it's interesting. So there's this interesting thing going on when it comes to fats. She's not only would she not eat, but she would always go for the low-fat skim milk, all that sort of stuff. Exactly. And now here she is having coffee with with,
0: with butter. Butter.
1: <laughs> everything's raw. You know, of course, the coffee will melt the butter and and the coconut oil, but everything's still raw. And you see how there's a nice little play of these good fats helping you. So it's, she's the, the classic case, and I think when it comes to those of us who do train a lot and we don't see the same change, my reasoning behind this would be the fact that when we put our bodies through so much stress, through so much oxidative stress, through exercise, we're not necessarily going to get the same benefits. So if I, let's say if I um, halve my training, I'd probably lose a lot of weight. And it's interesting to see how, in her case, she had to reduce the amount of training because of my dad constantly being in hospital. And, yet, she was still able to lose body fat. So, there you go. Overtraining can be a factor that will work negatively.
0: Now, a quick recipe for, for you know, a bit of primal coffee, how I like to call it.
1: <laughs> That's <laughs> like... our name now? Primal. <laughs>
0: primal coffee. L- like, uh, I like to use um, single origin coffee beans. Yep. And I like to, you know, grind it myself. Um, and then I like to use some uh, grass-fed butter, which you mentioned before, if you get it from New, from New Zealand, uh, a brand that's from New Zealand or one from Tasmania, I've heard that they are also grass-fed. You want to stay away from one that is grain-fed. Yes, you so for when you go
1: to those restaurants and they're advertising grain the grain-fed fed. steak, which yeah. we've had a few issues with, they'll advertise it as if it's some sort of amazing thing that they're doing, I don't know where in the course of history, cows were able to eat grains, were able to process and, and mill their own grains, or whatever it is, however you produce... I'm not a farmer, I don't know how you produce it, but produce their own grains. <laughs> cows eat grass. Yes, grass, exactly. you know, exactly. grass contains nutrients. But I
0: think that that's happening everywhere, even you know in chicken farms, in duck farms, they're yes. feeding them grains, grains, and grains. And they're
1: advertising it like it's good for us. Oh, you know, yeah, it's and, premium. And it isn't. No, it's... Shit, so you're not going to get any nutritional value, and there's probably a lot going on when once again it comes to the gluten that mm-hmm. we still haven't studied. I would love to find studies on this. I'm going to start really hammering, hammering PubMed and all the, all the resources that I know, um, just to find studies on how the grains actually affect these animals because we're putting that into our bodies. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't want to eat. An animal that's sick, wouldn't you think that I'd get sick too?
0: yeah, definitely,
1: and that explains the the yolks of the um what was the, the omega something omega three enriched eggs the yolks are actually they look a little bit uh, sickly looking it gives you an indication that hey i'd probably... because they
0: should be very very yellow
1: that's right, I remember what they do they feed the chickens uh, flax seeds,
0: okay, yeah.
1: And chickens are not meant to eat that. Chickens are meant to eat worms and things they find, yeah, whatever it is they find. Weeds, yeah. Yeah, and that's what gives the yolk that beautiful color, that beautiful nutritional value. You wouldn't want to eat something that's fortified with something else that's not natural. It's, It's sad to see that, and yeah, it's interesting. But unfortunately, this is what we're being fed by by the companies who wish to sell us their products. Yep. And we were talking about health, weren't we? Misleading information. Yeah, yeah. We went yeah, off yeah. on a tangent. Yeah, yeah.
0: And then I would just give me my coffee recipe. That's right. So the coffee, you would just boil it up on a little, um, on a little silver top.
1: A stove top a on a little, stove
0: top. Yeah. Well, they
1: called? a caf, not a cafe press. I remember what they
0: called, But you know, they're silver. They're really, they're really nice. You can just put your coffee in there, your coffee grains. Yeah. A bit of water on the bottom. Put them on the stove and it will give it nice warm and fresh coffee. Now, when I have the coffee, I will get my blender out. This is where it gets a little bit tricky. And in my blender, I will mix a little piece of butter. I will mix my coconut oil, about a tablespoon. I will put a bit of um, MTC oil or brain octane oil, which I'm using right now. We do. They are both derived from uh, coconut oil, but a lot stronger. And then I will mix that in the blender, put my coffee, and just blend it away.
1: Okay, so that's your recipe. Yeah, Let me yeah, give and you and my after I, have that,
0: yep. I will just use a bit of uh, stevia to sweeten it.
1: Sounds like a pretty good recipe. Yeah, and it's pretty. You know, it's
0: not. It's not that hard. It takes you less than ten minutes to put it together.
1: So you you're using that recipe very successfully. I actually um I busted up my blender. So imagine a, a freezing cold morning, everything's everything's very cold, you have a glass blender and you pour hot water straight into it and it cracks. So my blender is now dead, although I have a slightly different recipe to you. What I'll do is I'll use a good, I'll get my, my cube of butter, I'll cut it into quarters and then and half that. So that's about probably two tablespoons of butter that I'll have in mind. Two tablespoons of butter. And I'll have, oh, I have about, what, 25 grams or so? Something like that. Um, a little bit of coconut oil, not too much. I'll probably use about half a tablespoon. Then I'll have a tablespoon of MCT oil. I'll preheat a mug. I always preheat everything as I like mine scaldingly hot. And I use one of those little hand mixers, those little hand blenders. So I'll have a little fat on the bottom. I add organic cacao because I like mockers. And I'll pour a little bit of coffee in, use my hand mixer to blend it up. I don't fill it up because accidents happen that way and I've been at the wrong end of that accident. Um, so fill it up maybe a quarter and add all the fats, so let the fats melt in there, blend the whole lot up until it's nice, beautiful and frothy. Add whatever you know, stevia if you, if you wish. Uh, if you don't like any sweetness, leave it as it is. And then top it up with the rest of the coffee. And away you go. So that's mm-hmm. my recipe. Seems to work. Mm, I like it. <laughs> it's it works, easy to do. The what takes the longest is the actual brewing of the coffee, but you can be doing something else in the meantime. Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. Give yourself a little bit of time in the morning if you're gonna get up and try and do it.
1: Yes. Now the benefit of this method of having coffee, you have the good fats in there. So you won't necessarily get that caffeine high and that quick drop afterwards. The fats will draw out the effect of the caffeine, and they'll extend they'll extend the rise and they'll extend that sort of that high. Oh, not really a high. You won't you won't get as much of a high. You'll just feel normal. You won't have a crash. I would say avoid sugar in your coffee. Because you don't want that crash and you don't and want to get addicted. A good option. Yeah, stevia is good. It has that sweetness. I like stevia. And you know, you don't want to be addicted to the sugar.
0: Yeah.
1: So there you go. So that's how we make our coffee and I find that I need it every day. Um, although I have tried making this what do we call it? A primal now? Primal? Yeah. That's yeah, our yeah. name for it. Yeah. Alright, we I will make a primal hot chocolate where I use organic cacao. I won't use any coffee. And I'll use the same thing. If I feel like as though I need that that bit of fat just to get me through, or I just need something warm and nice, and that works pretty well.
0: And that's what I've been doing. I've been using my coconut oil with everything.
1: Oh, yeah. For everything that I'm
0: frying, anything that I'm cooking, it'll be coconut oil.
1: Using your skin.
0: Yes, I've been even using it uh, on my tattoos because, you know, they do keep your your skin, especially if you have tattoos. They keep them nice and shiny, nice and conditioned. shiny. (laughs) Yeah, because a lot of times, I don't know about you, but if you have um, tattoos that have color, you want to keep the color for as long as you can before you start retouching it. So if you just apply a little bit of you know coconut oil here and there, it does help.
1: It's nice. I've used it. I've started to uh, replace my skin creams. We've, there's a lot of. This is the issue here with all the products that we use: the shampoos and skin creams and deodorants. There's so many toxins and so many things that we don't know about. And speaking to my naturopath and traditional Chinese medicine practitioner all these toxins can cause a lot of problems when it comes to to women men as well and this whole idea of xenoestrogens so synthetic products that will act in the way of estrogen but they're not produced by our bodies estrogen of course we need estrogen it serves a function however too much of a of a good thing doesn't always work and this is why for women You'll retain a lot of body fat or body mass, particularly around your thighs.
0: On the lower body. That's yeah. right, the lower the body. The opposite for men.
1: That's exactly it. Men will just, you know, grow boobs or be a bit soft, I should say, <laughs> soft around the pectoral area. And thinking about this, I started to wonder now what else is in my skin cream that makes it well. All I look. I turned it around basically, and I had a look at the ingredients list. And looking at this stuff, holy shit! I have no idea what else these products do. These these chemicals do a bit like the the paint stripper that you find in cigarettes and the tar and all these these additional chemicals that people don't think of. Yeah, they're fillers. So it could be silicate, for instance, which is in shampoos. Now it's just gonna. I've heard that it just builds up on your hair and it ends up damaging it. But because that makes our hair all nice and silky, girls will go crazy over their favorite silicone-enhanced conditioner.
0: Yeah, that's why I always recommend wash your hair every second day with shampoo. I, I' just rinse it.
1: That's it. Now, not just that. The products that we use have an issue. So the skin creams, for instance. There's a change that I can easily make. Because when it comes to the hair care, alright, well, I don't really want to... Yeah, it's a bit of a stretch. But at least with that, coconut oil, you can use... There are a lot of cocoa butter. is fantastic. It's Mm -hmm. it's pricey, but it's great. So many oils that you can use. At least if you don't completely replace your skin cream, you can partially replace it. You can use less of your skin cream and you can use the coconut oil and other products. For those of you who train, especially on the mats, you, you grapple, coconut oil is fantastic for skin irritations. Antibacterial properties will really, really help.
0: Yes, and especially if you're rolling around, there's um, the risk of getting such stuff, such as a ringworm.
1: Mm, stuff.
0: Stuff that are very, very contagious and very sort of dangerous. Yes, so there so anything you can
1: them. do to protect yourself? No, I've seen
0: in a lot of shelves around supermarkets in Sydney that coconut oil is becoming more more common. Yeah. Before you couldn't find it, but now you find coconut water, coconut oil, a spray coconut oil that you can put um, yes. on, your, on your fry pan, which is really good. Now... Price wise, I have seen that in your big supermarket chains, they are a couple of more dollars yeah. for what they should normally be. I have found if you want to get good quality coconut oil at a reasonable price, there's this nice place in Bondi, in Bondi Junction, this is supermarket, and uh, their prices are very fair.
1: Are we advertising for these guys now?
0: I haven't said a name. I haven't said a name or anything. I've only said to the place that I've been, you know. <laughs>
1: hey, you know what? If it's a good place, it's a good place. We like Yeah. This like, place. you know, I just
0: want to, you know, help our listeners. If they are interested in getting some, some products, I want them to go and get good Bali for the money. Yeah.
1: So if you're interested, get in touch with us and we'll, we'll let you know when we don't know. They might not like us for, for me swearing in the background <laughs> and advertising their brand. Yeah. But, like, you know, you can just yeah.
0: write something on our, on our Facebook page and yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll, let we'll, you, we'll yeah. get back to you.
1: Definitely. So coconut oil um, or coconuts, I don't know if you had this when you were younger. I remember coconuts being dirt cheap. Coconuts, coconut cream, all these products that we used to go to the local Asian shop for and it was dirt cheap. Now I'm finding that it's becoming mainstream. Yes. The prices have jacked right up. It's one of those things where, you know, when it becomes conventional, I start to wonder, I start to wonder what they're going to start doing in terms to preserve the coconuts and to, or add fillers. So I'm a little bit wary of this whole new mainstream obsession with coconut oil. However, so far, I think as long as it's it's cold pressed, extra virgin as it's called, and organic, you know, I'm still not entirely 100% convinced about this organic label, but hey... It's still better than something that has no, no labeling, nothing on it. And as for coconut milk and coconut cream, now these tins, they've been around forever. These brands, they've been around forever. If you're not sure, you can make your own very easily. All you need to do is get a uh, buy coconut and scrape out the inside, the flesh. Drink the juice, it's beautiful, the water. And then uh, add, blend it up with a little bit of water then you put it through a fine sieve and just squeeze out all the whatever comes out of it. And you can save the meat and eat it or whatever you want. I just pick it and eat it, whatever you wish to do. So cream is a bit harder to make. Similar process, but of course there's more blending and more uh, straining through to get as much of that that beautiful fat as possible. And there you go, that's how you make your own. Now if you're going to make coconut or milk, or cream, make sure the water that you add to it is, what do you call it, filtered water. You don't want to be using the the crap that comes out of your your taps.
0: Yeah, try and use a bit of filtered water.
1: Yeah, so far I haven't, I haven't had much time to make that much of my own coconut milk and coconut cream, so I've just been buying it and, yeah, using it in my recipes while scooping it. No, a couple of weeks ago you put a, a cake together. I did. I made a uh,
0: cheesecake.
1: Yes. A cheesecake with that cheese.
0: Yeah. Now, tell me how you made that because the cake was really, really nice.
1: Mm-hmm. It was a. It was actually a raw. It was a raw vegan cake. I'm not raw. Wait. I'm not raw vegan. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're not vegan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm,
1: not, I'm okay. not vegan. I'll eat vegan food, but I'm not vegan. Although this cake was raw and raw vegan, good fats. Oh, it was actually, no, it wasn't entirely vegan. It had butter in it. T- oh no it didn't. It was vegan. I didn't put butter in there. I forgot about butter. Well there you go, I forgot an ingredient and became vegan. Uh basically what I used was I had cashews and I soaked them overnight. So you've got to soak the cashews to get them nice and plump and all squishy and nice. Blended the lot with my hand blender, because I didn't have a I don't have a real blender at the moment. Took a while to, to blend it all, but it was okay. It still worked in the end. And to that that mix, that was the, the main cheesecake mix. I added um, I added a bit of stevia. I also, I think I added the raw organic honey. And I added, what else did I put in there? A bit of lime juice. And I don't know, something else. Something else went in there. There's our a, there's a recipe on our blog. Anyway, the base was basically dates and pecan nuts. Now, a little tiny bit of organic cacao and that was it. So anyway I put this thing together and um yeah. Put left it, it on the freezer. Left in the actually the fridge. On the fridge. Yeah, oh no 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 you're right, your freezer. The freezer just so keep it cold as we're travelling. And there you go. It was a raw vegan cheesecake. And the funny thing is it did have it because of the limes, it had the tartness. So freshly squeezed lime juice. So it tasted I don't know, I I thought it could pass for cheesecake.
0: Yeah. No, it was good. It was good. Even though there wasn't a cheesecake. It was just called a cheesecake with no cheese.
1: That's it. So good for anyone who was lactose intolerant and well pretty much everybody in terms of gluten sensitivity. And yeah, it was no sugar spikes and oh I did put coconut milk in there. Coconut oil, sorry. Coconut oil. There you go. Nothing wrong with I had to that. I do remember. Yeah, there was there was a decent nice decent amount of fat in there just to hold everything together.
0: Yeah. No, um the other day I tried something very interesting that I had never been to before and it was a vegetarian yamcha.
1: That sounds very cool.
0: They had all your traditional dishes, but they were vegetarian.
1: So everyone can eat it.
0: Yeah, so everyone could eat it. So there was all these different like they still had all the dishes with prongs and with everything, but just without any without any meat. They have found a replacement that tasted exactly the same.
1: Yeah, it's usually tofu. There are I in the do, shape of prawns. Yeah, in the shape of prawns. I do have a, an issue with tofu, as the majority out there is GMO. Hey, I'm not against genetically modified anything. To be honest, being a scientist, if you can enhance something, go for it. However, what they've done is they've enhanced the tofu, the soy beans, to be resistance, resistant against particular herbicides. Now, when you start doing that sort of stuff, then you start causing mutations and unwanted effects, more unknown effects in the body. These aren't, this isn't what should be made. This isn't what should be consumed naturally. And this has been, you know, it's going to be very, you're going to be very hard to hard pressed to find a, a non-GMO style of soybeans. So I'm a little bit, yeah, I'm a little off soy at the moment. However, you know what? Well, I'm not going to avoid it like the plague. I'll avoid gluten like the plague, but not soy. Um, yeah. Oh, that's right. Just to go off on a tangent, I'll, I'll rant about soy another time.
0: So, <laughs> soy milk. Yeah,
1: soy, I am milk. Uh, I had an interesting article sent to me. Oh, sorry, more like a, a one of those little Facebook meme things sent to me by a friend of mine. Shout out to LBB Helen for this one. Once again, she's she's amazing for this sort of stuff. She's really really on top of it, I love it, keep sending it through. So basically on this picture the caption was it was a photo of a of an avocado and a tortilla chip. The caption basically said um a bag of, of crisps or tortilla crisps has the same amount of fat as an avocado. And I think the whole intention here was to to expose these hidden fats in foods that we think that are healthy. Interesting,
0: isn't it? Yeah, very interesting. But, you know, I think that I would still go with the avocado. (laughs) Yes. So
1: this is the same thing as going back and talking about the different types of fats, so the different types of nail polish. There's a whole bunch of, you know, there's all these good colors that we love that really help. And there's a few that are not great for us. Now, here's my argument. Well, uh, a kilo of carrots... Weighs the same as a kilo of wood chips. They're both going to do different things to my body. A kilo of carrots weighs the same as a kilo of rat poison. Hey, they're both good in their own respect. You want to kill some rats, use rat poison. Carrots are useless for that. And you want to be healthy, well, you go for the, well, you know, you would go for the carrots rather than the rat poison because the the carrots won't kill you. Same thing here. It's not necessarily the fat, though. That you want to, you're going to worry about in the corn chips, it's the corn. <laughs>
0: yes.
1: And not just that, but it's also the sugar. And there's a hell of a lot of sugar that most fields I know about.
0: And all the other chemicals they're having added there. That's
1: it. I I don't understand why why corn chips and potato chips and these savoury products need to have sugar. sugar. Yeah. yeah. So what they want to do is they want to add more salt. If you've tried this, if you for our listeners who cook, and I've done this before, if I've over salted a dish in the past I would add a little bit of sugar to it and it would just take away that excessive saltiness that's what they do they add the, the sugar and also it's a very smart way of marketing sugar makes us addicted and that addiction is going to keep us, have us having more it's like that, that famous um, catchphrase once you pop you can't stop well damn food should fill us up <laughs> that's the pur- the purpose of food is to fill us up, give us nutrients and energy. We shouldn't have to continuously, or we shouldn't need or want to continuously eat. And if you're.
0: But somehow they need to hook you in. That's and it. I think that's what happened with the, with the Coke company selling Coca Cola back in the 70s or 80s when they had been adding a little touch of cocaine to get you hooked and to get you addicted. Yeah. But then they had to stop doing that. But in order to still get you to drink more, they had to add more sugar.
1: And the sugar is doing the exact same thing. <laughs> yes, What's it's... the difference? Why like, you know, <laughs> why ban the cocaine? Ban the freaking sugar. Um, there you go. So that was... I was supposed to discuss more on this fat issue, wasn't I? So I don't want to complicate too much with all this, this hard science. The idea there is you have the, the avocado and... Going back to diabetic people, avocados have too much potassium, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? I'd rather my dad have an avocado than a bag of lollies. The avocado is going to provide your body with good fats. The fats do have a function. And when it comes to this hidden cholesterol that everyone's worried about in, in so-called fatty foods, now the majority of cholesterol is not, doesn't come to us from food. The majority of cholesterol is produced by your liver. And cholesterol in itself has a life-essential role. If we had no cholesterol, we'd die. It's not only... Uh, it allows a transport of nutrients into our cells. It makes up cell membranes. It does a lot. And here everyone's worried about you know, these these bad cholesterol and good cholesterol. There's no such thing as bad and good. You know, they all have a function. Yeah, there's, there might be some types... Of low density lipoprotein, listen to that term, lipoprotein. All of a sudden it doesn't seem as bad anymore, does it?
0: No, not at all. Um,
1: <laughs> that don't really serve us very well. But there, look, there are other types of LDL that, hey, you know what? <laughs> we, we need, we need cholesterol to, to function. And all these fats that we find in our foods are natural, I say natural, but, unrefined i should say so things like avocado the fats that we find in avocado they're going to help us in saying all this don't go and have a whole bag of avocado because we're not if we're not meant to have it you know then why do it why go to that excess it's a bit like well we've heard of people dying from excessive water consumption yeah, it can
0: happen. Hey, you know. Anything in uh, anything that you t- they have too much of, it's not gonna be good for you.
1: Yeah. So if you are, if you do have a condition, you can't just fix it in a day. These hormone imbalances, these uh, they call it dyslipidemia, where you have cholesterol levels that are not considered normal um, within a healthy range. And please find a doctor who actually knows their stuff. Not someone who's going to tell you lower is better. Um, It's not always the case. But then you have all these conditions that are not going to be fixed in one day by you having a a bag of, or a whole, you know, you can have a, what do you call it, a big bowl full of salad. It ain't going to fix you in a day. Yeah, I think
0: what is going to help is if you get into a routine and if you follow it for a while.
1: Even make one change a day. Like, we've talked about this. Just change something little. So, maybe tomorrow morning you decide to have that extra glass of water. Water is... People have some sort of interesting idea that you shouldn't be drinking... Okay, you don't drink excessive amounts. But keep in mind, dehydration is one of the main causes of of aging. Now,
0: what is your viewpoint? Now that you're talking about water, what is your viewpoint on drinking water while you're eating? While you're having lunch, while you're having your dinner? Now i'm I'm sort of on the fence on this because a lot of times you know I've heard that whenever you're you're eating you should not be drinking water at the same time as this um as the water consumption sort of dilutes some of the acids that are helping you digest your food, so your body starts working extra hard to 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 help it digest
1: yes, on the other hand,
0: you should always stay you know very hydrated yes. regardless of what you're doing. What is your viewpoint on that?
1: I'm a little, I'm a little with you now. It is a very individual thing. So for myself and for yourself, we we don't really produce as much stomach acid as a lot of other people out there. So our digestive issues would come from that. When it for so for our case, an example as an example, we probably shouldn't be over consuming water during a meal time. That being said a lot of people who don't have the issues that we do I'm sure they could have a little bit here and there I wouldn't say I wouldn't consume you know don't consume anything sugary while you have your meal what will happen, even juices and I know we're, we're guilty of doing this occasionally but not that often what will happen if you start drinking juice you go to a restaurant, you buy a soda with your meal you're going to get into a habit that habit is probably one of the most difficult to break. And I see a lot of this in people who don't even realize this. They'll have a even a glass of fruit juice while they have their meal. They want something sweet to wash it down with. I'm devi- deviating a little bit away from, from what we're talking about, but it's still that, that habit-forming thing that is not going to serve us in any way. All right, back to the water. I think for our case, perhaps if we... We had sips here and there because it's funny. I think about what about soups? Soups have a huge water content, and we're still able to digest them generally. Although, I do think that we need to be moderate around meal times.
0: Yes. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit on. I'm a bit on the fangs on that. Yeah, one. Yeah, we've
1: got. To, we need to do a lot more study on this one.
0: Yeah, however, I do believe that the first thing that you should have upon waking up is have a glass of water.
1: Oh, for sure. For sure. You've woken up, you're dehydrated. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And water, not soda, not juice, water. Water,
0: yeah. And if you can get your hands on some coconut water, even better.
1: Oh, but once again, you know, everything in moderation. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. You you don't know when I overdo it. However, after exercising, it's always a good idea to go for it. As coconut water has a lot of uh, electro- electrolytes, yes. That a lot of times they market those um, those drinks like Powerade, Gatorade, as being an well, electrolyte um, a sports drink. Yes. Which it does help you out to get all of those electrolytes that you lose when you're sweating. It does it does help you out with that. However, they have a um, a high percentage of sugar, and that's what you don't want where the coconut water does not have the sugar
1: that's right also I did mention this in my my workout class today that first thing in the morning your body is not that insulin resistant it's quite insulin sensitive first thing in the morning you shouldn't be having fruit first thing in the morning you shouldn't be having toast first if you're going to eat if you eat bread you shouldn't have that first thing in the morning If you wish to have any sort of benefit from, most people are on this sort of, you know, the people who go to my class, they want to be fit and healthy. The majority do want to lose a bit of weight. Having fruit before your workout is the worst thing that you can do. And I mentioned this to them today. And, you know, the reply was, well, what am I supposed to have for breakfast? (laughs) And this is the thing. We've been so conditioned to needing sweet foods first thing in the morning. It's something that's come to us from childhood. And it's interesting to note that we'll go overseas or we'll go anywhere else in the world. Let's say we go to Southeast Asia. Now, in Southeast Asia, it will be rice and some sort of curry type of dish for breakfast. And a lot of us will go, oh, or even um, like a laksa, people will have that for breakfast. And you go, how the, if you live in Western country, how the hell can you eat that? But for them, they've had that. They've been conditioned as a child to grow used to that. In the Western world, we're conditioned to have cereal and fruit and milk, all these things that will spike our blood sugar, give us a ridiculous crash afterwards, and have us with brain fog for the rest of the day. So I, you know, I suggest well, look, eggs is an option mm-hmm. for those of us who are non-vegan. You do have options out there. Has anyone even thought about having, worst case scenario, oh my god, vegetables for breakfast? Really? <laughs> like, wow. But you know what? If we can have vegetables for lunch or for dinner, then I would say have have fats. Have your good fats with your vegetables. Definitely. If you need to have avocado, whatever you want, whatever it is your oh, normal combination. Oh, nice
0: banana pancake. With <laughs> uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: banana pancake. Protein pancakes these days.
0: Yeah, definitely protein pancakes.
1: But so there you go. It's um, you want to be mindful of of what your body does. Once again, I say all this. Keep in mind, everybody is very individual in their response to to certain biochemical responses.
0: Exactly, and everyone's different. Like like you never know how someone is going to react. I've seen that um, with alcohol. I've seen how you know. I'll be drinking a cocktail, someone else will drink the same cocktail, and the face will just swell up.
1: Yes. There's allergies. Exactly. Everyone's allergies. very, very
0: different. So you've got to be very careful on the way that you experiment with things.
1: Exactly. So if you're not sure, once again, we always recommend get tested. There's an interesting uh, thing about fats. Now, we we love our, our high good fats. There's. I'm not going to get into the hard science just yet. I'm trying to work out how to reword this. It'll come eventually. There are genetic markers that will differentiate our personal incidence of or likelihood of cardiovascular disease and how we metabolize fats or how efficiently, effectively we metabolize fats. Some of us will have an issue with overdoing the high fats. You can still, there is, we won't necessarily have a problem, but if we overdo it, we'll have issues. However, there are another huge part of the population who have a different type of gene or genetic marker where they will, what we will consider overdue the high fats, and they will respond brilliantly. So once again, I'm going to find a a way to put this in, in simple terms, but look, you're not sure, get tested, find out what's going on with your own body individually, and then you can work out an action plan. But no matter what, in the end, none of us are meant to be eating gluten. That's, that's one thing that I can say from all my research, pretty pretty sure. But yeah, this is this is a... What's that word when you've killed something too much?
0: Uh, you beat him on a dead <sighs> Yeah, horse. that's
1: it. Yeah, this this horse has been beaten to death a long time ago. <coughs> Not by myself, but by everyone. And I never really... You know, I always saw this whole anti-gluten movement. I Of course, I agreed with it, but I thought that... No more gluten, no yeah, more I'm gluten. I know, I always found it really a bit lame. Oh, I'm, I'm a non-gluten eating hippie. I never really wanted to admit that I was, I was not into gluten. But hey, I've come out and I've said it. I'm a non-gluten hippie. <laughs> That's the way to say it. It's a bit like, you know, some people say, I think your argument to me was, when I first told you this, was, oh, well, look, shouldn't we, there's an argument saying that we should have gluten here and there. No, you know what? I'm still going to have soy sauce. I'm still going to have products with gluten. I'm not I'm not celiac, so I don't notice it. So, you know, I'll, I'll have soy sauce and nothing will happen to me. Your argument to me was, well, we should have a little bit of, of gluten here and there so we can maintain our tolerance. So, you know, I was thinking about this and I did a bit of study and I realized, well, look, in saying that, shouldn't we be having a little bit of heroin every day so we can develop our sensitivity to heroin or... Whatever drug is out is out there. It's the same concept. You know, or even MSG. Now I have a huge tolerance to MSG. I had as a kid, my mum would sprinkle MSG on fried chicken and I used to love it. <laughs> and so <laughs> I'll have it I'll have it now and I won't notice it. However, people who have never eaten much MSG or grown up around it, they'll they'll have migraines and they'll be sick from it. Doesn't mean MSG is good for you, doesn't mean you should have it. Same thing with gluten. Consider it like MSG. Why is there a need to be sensitized to something that's just simply not good for us and not really going to benefit us in any way? And at this stage, you know, I would love to be able to avoid soy sauce and everything. Yeah, easier said than done. <laughs> it's
0: too hard for you. Too hard.
1: You know, it's good. I think the more we know about this problem, the more people who are embracing it, the easier it will be for people who are celiac, who truly are celiac, to have more options. And now it's funny because they're the people that I want to hang around because I can go out with these people now. They go, hey, let's let's go have lunch. And they can't have gluten. They cannot have it at all. And for me, I don't want to have it, and I believe that I shouldn't have it. So it's fantastic. You can get along with these people. It's different when it comes to friends and family.
0: You yeah. heard the people. She doesn't want to hang out. I don't you want to know, hang, out celiac, non-celiac. hang out with
1: her. <laughs> no, but it's, it's different with friends and family who insist, oh, look, you have to eat this. You have look, a cake for me. Have Are it? those
0: family gatherings? Yeah, it's All difficult. those special occasions.
1: If someone's gone to a lot of effort, oh, it's one of those things. Someone's gone to a they lot of effort. They have to eat Yeah, it. you have to have a yeah. piece just to be nice. Okay, thanks, Auntie Fee. Um, you know, thank and you for making that. And those big her. meals
0: that they prepare around yeah. Ramadan and Christmas yeah. and all the festive season.
1: But then it's one of those things, if you can, you know, you want to go and also explain to your your family why you do this.
0: Oh, no, that's always difficult. You know, coming from an ethnic background, there's no explanation that will be suffice to let them know that you can't eat it. Yeah, you could eat (laughs) it. There's no way that you're getting out of it.
1: Yeah, but then if you do, for some people, if you start, as the people who are more health conscious, once you start explaining to them. What type of symptoms? If you've experienced symptoms in the past, how you feel? Because I know if I have, if I have pastries now, oh, hey, I like my pastries, but I'll I'll feel sick. How
0: about your chocolate? Have you, you? Chocolate's feel, fine after having your chocolate. And
1: I have a new favorite type of chocolate, which is freaking awesome. Better dark than, chocolate. No, 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 yeah, screw dark chocolate, but something else is even better. You know this one? So yeah, it's keep, a dark chocolate. Keeping on that. All natural and raw theme. I found this... Okay, I'm going to use the, the, the hippie term here. Organic. Uh Raw chocolate. Freaking awesome. Oh my goodness. Rocked my world. So now I'm a massive fan. And they use agave syrup as the sweetener. Yeah, Agave syrup, yeah. There's pluses and minuses. Whatever. But hey, it's not refined white sugar. And... It was raw, the coconut butter, the raw coconut butter used, and it just melts in your mouth.
0: I knew you oh, were going to say that. So good. Somehow, it I so knew good. That, I, that you were going to say that. Now, I sent you a link. I think, uh, I think it was through Facebook or through email, and there was a clip about some um, some of the of the men that work on those on those uh, cacao fields.
1: Yeah, that's right. And
0: it was so sad. That they had never tasted chocolate in their whole lives.
1: Do you remember which country that was in?
0: Oh, I can't remember. It was somewhere in Africa. So okay. Um... And uh, yeah, they had never tasted chocolate, so they had never tasted the 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 end product.
1: Yeah, and then when they tasted it, their faces lit up. It was actually a very. It was sad at the same time. It was nice to see how they reacted to it. Yeah chocolate is not your enemy, it is freaking awesome, you just got to find the raw organic stuff and it tastes amazing. And it's just that
0: that exploitation of people. Yeah,
1: it was, that's very sad how you'll have a lot of these third world countries and they will work to the bone. Yeah, definitely. Like,
0: I was watching the other day a documentary, I think it was from the, I can't remember what year it was on, but it was very, it was recent. It was about the jockeys for camel racing in the UAE. And the United Arab Emirates. Apparently, they are kids that are from Bangladesh, Pakistan, that you know the family sell them, or kids that would end up there with a drug, tra- uh, sorry, with a people trafficking, and they become the jockeys for the camel racing. Now, to become a jockey, you have to be a kid, so you have to be a small, small boy, and you have to be no more than 40 kilos. So they have kids that are there riding camels that are around, you know, from three years and up.
1: They're probably malnourished. And, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And
0: they're not allowed to put, uh, to put on weight. They only feed them biscuits and water.
1: That's pretty horrible. When you think about this, you think about how privileged we are living in the Western world. And if you have access to this podcast, you're already in the privileged few. Exactly right.
0: And the thing is, I see you have freedom to to talk about wherever the hell you want to talk about. You exactly. Know? <laughs> it, that's why that we love it so much. Uh, there was another case that I was, uh, that I was watching yesterday morning on the news before I went to work. And it was about this, uh, soror- the sorority. No, no, no. no? Um, okay, so you know... If you want to have a baby, but you cannot have a baby, surrogacy. With partner, there we go, and it's illegal to do it here. It's illegal, oh, or is it's it? very, very expensive. So people have decided to go overseas. One of those places, you guessed it, Thailand.
1: Really? Yeah, in
0: Thailand. So anyway, this is what's happened over there. There's been a couple that's going over there to have twins. So the host, in this case, the the Thai lady, she was having the baby for them. And one of the one of the twins, ended up having Down syndrome. So what the what the Australian couple did, they grabbed the good baby, and they came back home, and they left the baby that had Down syndrome over there,
1: with the the host.
0: With the host, and they just abandoned it over there. So now they have started a fund over here to help a, you know, care for the little baby over there.
1: It's interesting the things that we do, that we take advantage of. And it's funny to bring... I know we we but, do bring this up a lot. Exactly,
0: it. but I think you know, that clearly shows that you know these people, they were not ready to be parents to begin with. Because I think that is very wrong. You cannot go there and just bring one baby and leave the other one there. Like, that's, that, that's just so... Yeah,
1: you don't get that choice in life. That's just so just wrong. Just because you can pay for that choice doesn't mean that it's right.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah.
1: Now, how do we go from this tension? <laughs> <laughs> I
0: don't know. But on another note, I know that, um, that you watched uh, Hercules the other night. Hercules,
1: Hercules. Tell me about
0: that. I didn't know that Hercules was, uh, looked Polynesian. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was, yeah, it was all right.
0: Did the rock, you know, did he play the part well?
1: Well, let's just say if I trained him, he would be better. It, yeah, okay. <laughs> if, if I trained him
0: because I, I know that he was in our shores recently I know that he was training up in Queensland yeah, he was here. and he visited uh, the gym where a friend of mine trains
1: oh, really?
0: Dylan Andrews okay yeah he was over there oh we're and... name dropping now too so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I know that he was in our shores because apparently this was one of his biggest roles so he was training really hard for it and everything so how was the movie it
1: okay Oh, it
0: was okay, so he didn't nothing over the top.
1: Oh, but it had The Rock in it. He's like my favorite actor, so actor. Yeah. Are we
0: talking about acting here? I didn't even know how they kick without.
1: Can act, he's good. <laughs> I like The Rock. I've always been a fan. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't like the what are the drama? I said yeah, drama genre, a bit boring.
0: Yeah, the the one that I'm really looking forward to that's coming up pretty soon is uh the Expendables number three.
1: That should be good. Yeah. I wish um, all
0: the classics. Yeah. With all your classic action heroes, with all the ones that I that I grew up with, you know, Stallone, Schwarzenegger, others. Uh, on the last one, there was uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Uh, they, they're all there, which is excellent. All our
1: heroes, yeah,
0: all the old school heroes. Like you know, I grew up having posters of uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jean-Claude Van Damme on my walls yeah. as a Before kid. Before the time
1: of skinny jeans, <laughs> let's just let's just make this very clear. <laughs> yes. Boys and men who choose to wear skinny jeans. Please don't. <laughs> not only are you cu- cutting off the circulation to your junk, you don't look nice in them. But here you go. There's one thing, one reason that you shouldn't wear skinny jeans. Not only do I don't like them, but they actually—it's not good for for fertility. Your your junk needs to hang where it hangs. Your there is a muscle in your body that will control where it hangs. And on a hot day, it's gonna hang down a bit lower. On a cold day, it's gonna you know, bring everything back up again. If you wear tight, constrictive clothing, your body can't do that. Skinny jeans are bad for you. There you go. There's, there's my there's my scientific reasoning beside, behind why skinny jeans should be banned. <laughs> and I think for women as well, they're not too good. I only say that because I can't get my calves through the
0: leg. <laughs> <laughs> well, with me, I have the opposite problem. They get through my calves, but once they reach my thighs... That's that's as high as all good. That's how you
1: know if a guy trains. If he can't fit his leg into skinny jeans, he trains. Respect. <laughs> but there you go. So it's um, you do want to you do want to maintain your health. And there's been a lot of emphasis on women's health and what women should do and wear and how high heels are bad, all this sort of stuff. But there's not any. There's not much information for guys.
0: Yes, yes, exactly. There isn't a lot, and I think that. Uh, there's something about, you know, being a male and being proud and everything else that... Um,
1: men's empowerment. Yes,
0: exactly. No, not only that, but see, they always tend to focus on women. They are, you know, the the gender sex, this and that. We need to, you know, focus about their health issues. And there's a bit of neglect with men's health and with men's, you know, issues.
1: There's a lot of neglect, actually. Yeah,
0: there's a lot of... There is isn't a lot of information if you look out there, you know. Um, for for everything.
1: There's a lot, for, lot on supplementation. Mental, physical
0: conditions, yeah. yeah. But then what supplementation have you got? Are you talking about bodybuilding subs or
1: No, that's that's my my point though. So all of the so called health information out there for men revolves around supplementation. Whereas for women, we're fortunate enough to have things on mental health, on what is it? Clothing, on how we should use our makeup, how we should what products we should use. All this sort of stuff on, on this this stuff I'm talking about, the hormones, the, the, you know, the estrogens. it does apply to men, of course, but it's very, very prevalent for women. Unfortunately, we don't have the same, or we don't have as much for men because people tend to think, oh, you know, women need all this this word that I absolutely hate, empowerment and blah, 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 all this sort of emphasis. You're not necessarily, what you're doing, you're not actually making anyone supposedly empowered. Yes, you're providing information, that's fantastic, but now you're neglecting the, the other half of the population that needs to be there. There is, let's say, in a relationship where you have a male and a female. Or maybe you have a male and a male. Either way, whatever relationship or a female and a female, whatever relationship you choose to have.
0: We're happy with it. What, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> no all the there. We're <laughs> yeah, happy with it. Yeah, but the point I'm trying to make yeah. you choose to love, you love it.
1: That's <laughs> it. Everyone's, yeah, that's it. But the point I'm trying to make is, let's say, You know, in, let's see, in 66% or 66.6 recurring percent of relationships, this is if everything was equal in this world, which one day it hopefully will be, there will be a male present. And do you get, do you get this? Do you get this? 66%? All right, cool. You're with me. So in two thirds of relationships out there, there'll be a male present. If everything was fair and whatever, um, either way. In the majority, let's say the majority, there is one, at least one male present in a relationship. So let's say if there is, you have a child, either you choose to have kids or not, or there is a life decision to make, whatever big decision you choose to make, there will be a guy there involved, either to support or to help out, to facilitate, whatever it is. If you if you choose to be in a male and female relationship and you choose to, and you have the ability to, and you choose to create a child, well, something's got to come from him, right? You would hope to think that something would come from him. And for that reasoning, we need to look at men's health just as, with as much significance as we look at women's health. And a lot of the, let's say, a lot of the genetic markers for the child will come from the male. Now, if he is predisposed to a lot of issues, if he takes care of that, you're guarding the offspring from all these potential... Powerful conditions so yeah there's there's a need to really go into men's health and have a look at what's going on and i think this is why we're doing what we're doing we're sort of helping out trying to help out everybody here yeah
0: because yeah like you said there's always gonna be the need of a male unless somehow you know we just um evolution medical
1: science takes <laughs> over
0: <laughs> unless we you know we just evolved to a stage where we didn't need each other anymore
1: if we're like male, hyenas. Yeah, male
0: didn't need a female anymore. Oh, oh, yeah, but you get my drift.
1: If <laughs> we're hyenas, we had a matriarchal society and... You heard about hyenas, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I
0: liked them on The Lion King. Yeah, so the musical. it's a They're matriarchal way-
1: society. And some there's the, all the women have um, willies and they can choose to be... If there's no males present, the female will turn into a male and, you know... I know that there's some <laughs> sort on. of
0: yeah, there's some type of fish that can also do that.
1: Is there? Yeah.
0: Ooh. Oh, I, I forgot what what sort of uh, of fish, but I'm pretty sure there's a fish that can do that too.
1: Oh, very cool. Sort of
0: multitasking.
1: Yeah. Hey, I think we're running on time. Hey, eh? we don't want to keep everyone listening to us <laughs> <laughs> driving to work, whatever <laughs> no, you guys are doing. Do
0: you think that, you know we would ever reach you know that sort of a stage where we evolve so much? that we wouldn't need to reproduce the way that we do.
1: I don't know. How will we say that for the next podcast? <laughs> Let's save it for the next one. <laughs> We're going to wrap it up here, guys. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in. We really do appreciate it. Please head over to the iTunes reviews and give us, I would hope to think, a five-star rating. And if you have any recommendations or things you wish for us to talk about,
0: add us on Facebook, Playing yes. Karate.
1: That's it, playing karate in the garage.
0: Any last uh, shout-outs, any last hellos to anyone?
1: Last hello to all to my... our sponsor? Yeah, our sponsor. Oh, crap, I've got a, our sponsor, eh? Latino Blast is our sponsor and fantastic for for all your fitness stuff, information, training. Latino Blast offers a lot of classes as well, so fitness classes. And, yeah please check out the website and support this team because they support us.
0: All right, and we're off.